Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. So, coming up on the program, uh, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this. I need to hear it one more time to fully try to digest it. A really important piece of the whole Michael Cohen pleading guilty, his lawyer going around claiming he's got all this information story that was just an explosion of news coverage for 48 hours. It's still continuing, but they're well, for they're like... still flogging it. But but they're for like 48 hours. I mean, it was just Washington, D.C. had its hair on fire. This is it. This is it. It's happened. Today's the day. Trump's being impeached. In fact, I heard uh, the word impeached was used 250 times on MSNBC on, on Tuesday night. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, it was all the talk. Well, there was a big piece of the story missing, and it was there for everyone to know. So we'll get into that coming up. Do you have that, the beginning of uh, the screed we were looking for, Sean? There's a little confusion on the tape. We thought we had it ready, but you think yes? All right, you want to hit it now? Sure. 
Cohen was going to say to Mueller and his investigators that President Trump, candidate Trump, knew about the Russia Tower, Trump Tower meeting beforehand, and that he had all these details, and a competing network had all of this really detailed information from sources. And everybody went crazy with that story. That Cohen I mean, was going to say it. was all over yeah. the place. Lanny Davis said yesterday in a series of interviews that wasn't picked up anyplace that Cohen didn't say that. He was not the source. It never happened. It was painful. We were not the source. We would not, could not confirm. We could not correct. We had to be silent because of the sensitivity needed in the middle of a criminal investigation. Testified that he didn't know whether Trump knew about the Trump Tower. He also testified that the stuff in the dossier about Cohen is absolutely false, but nobody picked up that part of the story yesterday. This is why it is so frustrating to see so many stories over the last year and a half sourced anonymously and no accountability when each and every one of those stories turns out, not, not each and every one, so many of those stories turn out not to be true. You have not seen a correction on the other network or any of the publications that ran with the story claiming that Cohen would speak totally against what his sworn testimony was and say that there was something nefarious about the Trump Tower meeting. You saw very little coverage of Cohen's attorney saying that not anything in the dossier about Cohen was true. And this is contrary to what you've seen when dossier claims are put forward. The dossier, of course, is the entire reason why we've had so much hysteria related to Russian, Russia and treasonous collusion. It is what fed the fire leading to a special counsel. It is what people are very frustrated about with how the Department of Justice chooses to handle one political investigation versus another. And this is a very serious concern that the media are not. The media have a role here. They have a role to hold people accountable and, hold pe and, and speak truth to power. When the power is all that, all that strength of the Department of Justice, it's just as important as when it is Donald Trump. Well, that is a charming and antiquated notion from Molly Hemingway, is it, from the Weekly Center? Um, or the Federalist, rather. Uh, the, the, the media and, and many of the media websites are a we-hate-Trump show. And that's all they are. They're hoping to get their profits thereby, and I don't mind that. I just wish they would go ahead and admit that on their face. We will run, we will lead with a story that is patently false for 48 hours, and when the principals involved say, no, 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 that is completely false. We didn't say the that. The people on your side. Yeah, they, they with Lanny Davis and Cohen, well, I don't think Cohen actually talked to anybody, but through his lawyer, Lanny Davis, they were telling media outlets, no, we didn't say that. We don't know where that story started. Right. That we're going to testify to information on the, tr the 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 meeting and all that sort of stuff, right? We and don't they, know who started and they that. Threw in that. Listen, every mention of Michael Cohen in the so-called dossier is is wrong. It's fake. So you know who knows? The guy's a congenital liar. So right. Uh, yeah, but to not correct that is amazing. It, here's a little back to back for you. Unless you have more directly on that, um, the Washington Examiner editorial board has a great and. Scathing takedown of the people Donald Trump hangs around with and has through his career. It is scathing. Character still counts. Trump lies down with dogs, gets up with fleas is the title. And it goes person by person. Um, and how he likes killers. And how he likes to belittle uh, like uh, Paul Ryan as a Boy Scout and that sort of thing. It's a facet of his character and one I don't like, frankly. Having said that, there's another opinion piece written by Eddie Scarry of the uh, Washington Examiner, who we've spoken with a number of times, the headline of which is, Robert Mueller's win exposes how the media never cared about Russia collusion. 
And here's what he says. It was obvious before, but now there's no doubt that the national media never cared about Russia collusion, and their breathless coverage of special counsel Robert Mueller is purely about taking an axe to President Trump. Uh, They mentioned the uh, conviction of Paul Manafort, the pleading of Michael Cohen. The media declared it as a win for Mueller's limitless probe. The win amounts to multiple convictions of tax evasion and bank fraud by Manafort and a plea deal on the same things for Cohen, who also supposedly most consequently claimed in his deal that Trump told him to pay off women to stay silent about their alleged affairs with him, a would-be violation of campaign finance laws. None of that has to do with collusion or Russia, but it's a win for the investigation that's supposed to be looking at collusion and Russia. Uh, Dan Balls, Washington Post, politics reporter, quote, everything that happened in a pair of courtrooms hundreds of miles apart strengthened the hand of special counsel Robert S. Mueller and weakened that of the president of the United States. CNN legal analyst Jennifer Rogers, the convictions are definitely a win for Team Mueller and not Team Trump. The New York Times editorial board reacted to the convictions with a self-assured proclamation that, quote, only a complete fanaticist would continue to claim that this investigation of foreign subversion of an American election, which has already yielded dozens of other indictments and several guilty pleas, is a hoax or scam or rigged witch hunt. Based on that, what happened Tuesday? Well, right. What about a bait and switch, writes Eddie Scary. The New York Times, in its own editorial, inadvertently admitted that that's what the Mueller probe so far turned out to be. The, quote, investigation of foreign subversion of an American election, quote, has... Which needs to happen. We need to have a very full investigation on that. Indeed. Has turned up the payoff of porn actresses by an American... The tax evasion that has taken place for years, well before the election, also by an American... When do those nefarious Russian emojis come into play? Or as we were previously bored at length to care about, the emails. It's so much like what happened with uh, Clinton in the late 90s there. I mean, the, the Republicans were outraged at uh, some sort of legal illegal land deal that they had profited from. And we can't stand for that. And it's, that didn't pan out. Once, and nobody cared once you're off onto God, the... That's right. He, the he, Kenneth he, Starr thing was about the Whitewater <laughs> land development Once they deal. are off into the... He lied. He, he claimed he never uh, had uh, sex with anyone. And we, we can prove that he did. Then it was all about that. Right. And whether or not you can have a president who would lie under oath about whether or not he had sex with an intern, which I think a lot of married men would lie about. And if which you're all, doing that sort of which, thing. And which all turned on the question of, is having sex... Coitus, or is it any sexual act? Any right? Any you know thing where anything goes in? <laughs> any part of someone? Anyway, um, I think if there's an orgasm provided by another person, you've had sex. See, I, I, I. That's not the terminology I grew up with, so it wouldn't shock me that somebody would would make that claim. We, you know, we talked about this at the time, mm-hmm. but yeah. So listen. Whatever you think of Billy Jeff and his lying and Paula Jones, and he might be a rapist. I mean, he was a sexual predator, man, a predator. He and Harvey Weinstein ought to hang out at Jeffrey, what's his name, Rape Island. Anyway, I'm not defending the guy's character at all, but this is what happens with special counsels, which is why everybody says they're a bad idea on both sides of the aisle until they have somebody they really want to take a claw hammer to, and then they decide, well, maybe this time. And it always goes the same. There aren't many benefits to getting older, but this is one of them. You recognize, oh, no, we're doing this again? So, uh... I tell you what, Robert Mueller, I'm a guy for realizing when I'm a little off track in my life, because I've spent most of my life at least a little off track. 
Mueller needs to say to himself and his team, all right, nobody gets indicted for anything that doesn't have anything to do with Russia until we get something to do with Russia. Remember what we started this for? Can we let's do one thing about that well, before he, anybody else gets dragged well, into court? Well, he passed these off to other other people. He might be feeling that way. It's the media that's connecting the dots. He might not be saying, "Hey, I got a couple of scalps in my Russia investigation." He might not be thinking that at all. He came across some criminals, and it's as, as a as a you know as a guy who's a, right a job it is to find criminals. Right. He passed them off. He passed. He said, off "This here. is in our department. Like, you guys yeah. deal with this." You know, that's an excellent point. And Robert Mueller hasn't said dot dot. dot. Robert Mueller hasn't said anything. Right. So it just might be the media that's acting like this is part wow. of the Russia investigation. God, you are so right. Because there is no effing connection between Michael Cohen's taxi licenses. And Russian collusion. Cohen knows about the meeting, though, and is going to testify. No, he's not, according to his lawyer. No, except the media not. ran with a different story for some reason. Hey, so that was this. The reason this radio show will fail is so that was a uh, backing uh, Trump, in theory, in a way, in a way. I'm mostly passionate I think, media. I think Trump's out of bounds on making a big deal out of this illegal alien that killed this girl in Iowa. We know more about this scumbag today. Um, I'm just I'm just not sure you can connect those as a, as issues. Uh, the only the only disagreement I have with you is it's a fairly useful counter to some of the pie in the sky yeah. pronouncements of the other side of the issue. Let's get some of those details when we come back. It's got it's an awful story, but it's interesting. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty, the conscience of the nation. Flying over the Amazon rainforest discovered a tribe that has never had contact with the outside world. Isn't that incredible? Yes, that's amazing. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, that was three weeks ago. Now every member of the tribe is addicted to Fortnite. Every single one. That's all they do. That's an odd line video game. So, <laughs> so uh, I, I think those stories are interesting. We. Discover a tribe that had no contact with the outside world and then immediately descend upon them. Get them smartphones. And, uh, and, and think it's so cool that they what don't do they think of Trump? Them. And now we've just interjected the rest of the world onto them. Yeah, what do they think of Trump? <laughs> and even though they had no contact with the outside world, right. they get into bitter arguments imme- immediately about Trump. I think he's just what the Washington needs. He's a liar. <laughs> and they have a 50-year-long war with Spears. I don't want to be, really don't want to be, the most serious show on the radio, especially on a Friday morning. That's why we're getting to the farting security guard story later on in the hour. It's it's, it's not as childish. Well, it's far more childish than it sounds, but the, the story has become something worth hearing. I wanted to bring up a couple of things about the Molly Tibbet murder. 
Uh, she's the girl from a small town in Iowa. Now, I followed this more closely than I do most of your disappearances because almost all my family's from small towns in Iowa. I, I know exactly what they're like. I know what the people are like and everything. And it would be shocking for a town this small to have somebody disappear and turn up murdered. Right. I mean, just freaking shocking. Yeah. Um, and, it you know, it's horrible no, no matter where it is. A couple of asides here. I don't know if you've seen the clip. I actually happened to catch this live. Uh, on MSNBC on Tuesday afternoon when they had their little round table and some professor woman, um, she said, and Fox News doesn't cover this. They're talking about some Iowa girl instead of talking about the Cohen verdict. Oh, and I thought that is a little too dismissive of someone being uh, murdered. By An innocent young girl being stalked and murdered brutally. Yeah, yeah, that's a little too dismissive, but. Um, and and also, I think I've got I, I earned my bona fides over the years of being anti illegal immigration. I mean, a, you little, absolutely a little piece of me dies every time I press one for English. I think it's absolutely insane that we allow anybody to come into this country uh, just randomly and let them stay here. Absolutely freaking insane! It, it's the it's the biggest failure of democracy I think we've ever had because most people, almost everybody, wants that to stop and it doesn't. And. Um, uh, and I certainly don't mind, you know, Trump campaigned on the, the horrifying murder in San Francisco. When you've got il- people that Kate are in Steinle, the, right. when you've got people that are in the country illegally committing crimes, crime after crime after crime, and they get to stay in the country, or in various cases, we don't report them because, you know, well, they were a that sanctuary a city and all that sort of stuff. Right. I hate that. Despise it. But this particular Ask prison officials, how many illegals are in prison? But this particular illegal, I don't think this is the poster child you can use for making that argument. And that he'd been there forever. He he had known this girl forever. I mean, it's it it initially got presented as sort of an illegal immigrant in the country who came across a girl running down the road and snuck up behind her and killed, raped her and killed her. Probably what happened, right? Um, She'd known him for years. They went to high school together. He got her one of her friends pregnant years ago, and they have a kid together. Um, he's he's been living and working in the United States like a lot of illegal immigrants for a long time. They're he, in the heart of not coincidentally farm slash meat yeah, country. Yeah, so he's living in this tiny little town. Got one of her classmates pregnant. I mean, he's well known. Knew her. She knows him. I mean, they all know each other. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, so it's not quite the. Um, Awful illegals sneaking into our country, committing crimes sort of story. It, it, it is. Uh, I'm not. I think I get your argument that he was, quote, unquote, part of the community for quite a while. It was not a murderous lunatic who walked across the border and began murdering people. It was more your run of the mill stalking rape murders. It's, it's not it's not uh, criminals sneaking into America to avoid their problems in Mexico sort of thing, which we have a lot of. And then we put up with it for some reason. Right, right. Well, yeah, I don't. Now, Tucker I don't Carlson, think we need more raping murderers in the country. Oh, certainly not. We don't need to import them. Certainly not. And Tucker Carlson's been been making the argument that the uh, the left in particular uh, likes it. Well, front page of USA Today: Immigrants don't com- commit less crimes than natural born citizens. the The idea that they're actually better people than us. I'm tired of that argument over right. and over yeah. and over again. Yeah, you have to quote, this separate, quote-unquote, lawful from unlawful immigrants for one thing. He was barely illegal. You know, in the amount of time he's been here and going to school and working and everything. Just... Because we, on the one hand, say you can't come in. On the other hand, both parties encourage people to come in and protect them. They're lying liars. You know, what it's an interesting. Awful story. Well, speaking of awful stories, it's awfully reported um, 
you know, and it bothered me at the time. And, it, you know, Donald J. Trump is, is famously imprecise and he babbles and says crap you can hardly understand. But what he originally said when he announced his campaign is when Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. Well, the media so wildly changed that and overblew it to fit their narrative. I mean, that's that's uh, people will go to their graves saying and believing that DJT said that all Mexican people are rapists. That's the shorthand I hear for it all all the time on cable. News. All the time. Well, this guy was a murdering rapist. Okay, it doesn't suggest everybody is. It's just. Well, I think I get what you're saying. It's a useful counterpoint to the idiotic, pie-in-the-sky, Pollyanna pronouncements of the left and the media about these beautiful, brave people coming across the border. They're just looking for a better life for themselves and maybe a young girl to rape. You know, neither one is entirely true. And and stop with the stupid emotional arguments on either side because both parties are lying to us. Anyway. And the, the company has now said, what we learned in the last 24 hours is that our employee was not who he said he was. Well, we all That's know. That's right, because those programs are, go ahead. We I'm all sorry. know from various news reports that the, the, the corporations make no effort to figure out if anybody's illegal or not. And the government doesn't make a real effort to make them. Right. So, yeah. All right, a bold experiment, complete change of topic. A bold on-air experiment. Got this email that the guy running against Duncan Hunter... Alleged campaign finance violator, the guy running against him, who was just had no chance in hell, who now they think kind of sort of has a chance. Amar Kampanajar got this email that he is the grandson of Palestinian, not only Palestinian activists, uh, he was raised for part of his childhood there. His grandfather was the radical Islamic terrorist member of the Black September organization, who was the mastermind and executioner in the operation that murdered 11 Israeli athletes at the 72 Olympic Games in Munich, Germany. I assume you are certain this is true before you no, go on the air. No, no, you're not. That's why I'm doing this. Okay. It's a bold experiment. And that his uh, he has support from the Muslim Brotherhood and CARE, not to mention Bernie Sanders and others. Uh, this seems almost too good to be true. During the commercials, I'm going to figure out if it's true, because I'm pretty good at that sort of thing, and I'll let you know in a minute. What do you got in your news? All right, going into court, California politician hit with lock them up chance, and 70% of Americans now favor Medicare for all. Oh, on the Armstrong Uh-oh. and Getty Show. Better example, somebody passed along. This is in uh, the Clear Lake area of California where all those fires are just this past week. Um, a guy who killed his whole family. Now, he was a previously deported illegal alien. that came back into the country multiple times. Right. That's the sort of story you want to highlight if you're trying to make your argument for this sort of thing, I think. Yeah, I would um, agree. It's Well, you don't you don't need people coming into your country illegally, period. doesn't matter what. You have to have a system. It's just ridiculous. Anyway. The fact that anything needs to be said beyond that just makes me sad yeah. slash crazy. Yeah. We got to get to it. What does this guy call himself? I want to get to this story. He, his self, he's calling oh, himself. Paul Flart. That is actual name? Uh, he's calling himself the Fart Authority. No, it's like he's he's a security guard, Paul right. Blart, the oh, mall okay. Right. He, gotcha. he farts. That's a play on that. So he, he put the mm-hmm. F on the start. So you know, um, I think you see what I'm, he did. I'm coming over to Jack's side. I'm not sure how much more I want to hear that. 
rude and childish term. Oh, I'm hard a, fart primary. There's a bit of Spartacus go. We are all Paul Flart. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this guy could end up rich from his flatulence. Well. Well, which, which, well, which shows you the, 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 that like the entertainment value of his flatulence might be a little overstated. We'll but. see. Um, also, I need to pay off the the email we got about Duncan Hunter's opponent. Is he the grandson of murdering terrorists raised in the Palestinian territories, supported by care, etc.? Well, you threw it out there. I hope. Uh, hmm. uh, you know what? I will pay it off right now. I spent Go the ahead. last six minutes yeah. researching it. That is true. Uh-huh. Oh, really? It's true. He has said. Let me get to the. Um, well, you could be the great-grandnephew of Stalin. Doesn't mean sure. you're a bad person. Uh, after the story came out, Kampa Najjar said he was an advocate for peace in the Middle East and had less, left his family's, quote, dark past behind. I think a man should answer to his own crimes. I answer to my own issues. Um, he it's is a good statement. supported by CARE, which is uh, a terrorist front group. In oh. my opinion, at the very least, very sympathetic to their aims. I will only tell you this and leave it there that the FBI used to see them as a partner in um, spreading peace and justice and finding out about terrorists and dropped them like a hot rock after a certain amount of time for what was described to me by high-placed officials as some very, very good reasons. We can't control who supports you. No, that is correct. That is a, that's a good point and a fair point. Let's get the He's news. also supported by Act Blue, the radical leftist and progressive organization, Bernie Sanders, etc. He's a way lefty. Well, yeah, that's that's a different topic. Uh, that's something, though. You're running against Duncan Hunter. You don't have a chance to win. The Democratic Party's just completely ignoring you. This scandal breaks, and now all of a sudden there are consultants coming in and yep. millions of dollars and everything. You'd be like, wow, geez, I wasn't ready for this. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, you're talking about Duncan Hunter of California. He and his wife were formally arraigned in a federal court in San Diego on campaign finance charges. They were greeted by protesters as they were going into the courts. Morning, Duncan. Good morning. How's it going? How you guys doing? You. <laughs> there you go. Why Walk. are you people at a courthouse? Yeah, I know that yeah. crowd. The kind of people that show up to those things. But um, uh, I'm sure the Democratic Party, if they if they could do it over again, they didn't think they had a chance, so it didn't matter. They'd rather have a more centrist Democrat. Uh, running, oh yeah, could actually yeah. win yeah. with people being disgusted with perhaps Duncan Hunter's lifestyle. It, it, it is impossible to make this argument morally, but it is easy to make it practically. Go out and vote for Duncan Hunter as a Republican, then have him tossed out on his ass and have a special election for another one. Yes, it's expensive and annoying, but it, it, instead of ending up with this guy as a conservative voter, I don't know. I don't see you have another choice. What, what assurances do I have that he will just leave? That's what because the party will not let him stay. Yeah, I would like he, to know that too. We're we're actually trying to find a political science professor that could talk more about yeah. that, the likelihood or how that usually works. No, barring a huge turn of events um, from Paul Ryan on down, it's become clear he is viewed as a stinking shame. Um, within the Republican Party, or at least an embarrassment, they can't wait to be rid of him. I think that's your assurance. 70% of Americans now favor Medicare for all. Significant majority of Americans now supporting the Medicare for all. Oh, I'm all sorry. I'm so, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. That's an important story. I almost forgot. Yeah. The other angle is uh, 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 Duncan Hunter's new defense is that he travels a lot. His wife handles the finances, and she did all that spending. And it wasn't him. <laughs> 
So right. he's chucking his yeah. wife under the bus. <laughs> I mean, she's a good gal if she agreed to that strategy. Sands by her man, et cetera, et cetera. But it's not a great look. Wow. Significant majority of Americans now support Medicare for All, according to a new Reuters poll that found 7 in 10 people back the idea that has been championed by progressives. Well, Medicare for All is universal health care. So yes. 70% of people approve of that? Yes. Keeping in mind that a huge university study showed that people have worse outcomes on Medicare than if they have no insurance whatsoever. <laughs> So Which great. Is complicated. Though. It breaks down this way. 84% of Democrats support the idea of letting all Americans have publicly funded health insurance. The poll also found it's being backed now by 52% of Republicans. The, the majority federal, of Republicans. Yes. That's interesting. Well, we're doomed. Well, we are absolutely doomed yep. as a country. The federal government was never designed to be the world's most giant insurance company. With a military. Well, it is a terrible idea. Our expert, Craig, the Obamacare lawyer, has been saying on this show for, for, for as long as we've been talking to him that this is coming. Universal health care is coming. It's just a matter of when. And he's against it, crunching the numbers right. on what it's going to cost everybody. But he says it's and the just, outcomes, it, too, the it, health outcomes. It's just going to happen. Well, it's maybe going to happen faster than we all thought. Yep. Wow, it's a majority win for Republicans. Yep. I wonder how many people 2%. don't understand that. Saying you want Medicare for all is the same as saying universal health care. Do they get that? Because a classic um, uh, soundbite that I've heard over the many years that Democrats love to play is old Republicans saying, I want the government to stay out of my Medicare. Which would lead me to believe they have no idea that that's a government program. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And is hilarious. Yeah. I, you know, we've lost this one. I'll say it for the folks who think the same way as, as we do. It's the government's involvement in health care that's got it so completely screwed up. If there's a small number of really poor people you think that tax dollars ought to go to, um, okay, fine. It ought to be on the state and local level so it can be managed efficiently. Um, and, and that's a concession, frankly, um, as opposed to charity or what have you. And, and no little kid is ever going to go untreated in this country. I just You're making such a horrible mistake. There could be no worse solution than putting the federal government in charge. Have you heard anybody make a good argument? Being as fair as you can, have you heard anybody make a good argument for why it wouldn't end up like the VA? Or the DMV, for that matter? No, absolutely not. Why wouldn't it be just like the VA? We're on long wait lists. They're they're hiding stats to lie about uh, how efficient they are. Why wouldn't it end right. up like that? Pretty, pretty Gavin Newsom, who's running for the governor of Corruptifornia and has just switched all of his beliefs to win, uh, is in favor of Medicare for all, of you know, single-payer health care in California. And even the liberal Sacramento Bee is calling him out saying, how in the name of all that is good and imaginary are you going to pay for this? So at least even the ungovernable state of California, which is too big and ungovernable, is having a conversation about, whoa, 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 what's the, what's the money? How, what are the taxes in this? You put it in the hands of the federal government. You make it clear that only bad people, the quote-unquote rich, will have to pay for it, etc., etc. And it will be the worst conceivable solution to the perceived problem. That will be my final word. I might as well be standing at the edge of the ocean, shrieking at the tide to go out. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Let's ring the bell. That would be a big deal if that happens. And now that you got majority Republican support, wow. If that happens, that's going to be a big deal for the structure of society, uh, our debt, our taxes. Holy cow. And then, of course, going to the doctor. We already have a doctor shortage. 
Now, yeah. that might be helped in some ways, but what are the quality of the doctors going to be? Working, you know, maybe DMV plus 20% You pay. can't get fired. Right. Oh, no, no, no. You'd have to kill hundreds to get fired. <laughs> well, How many you'd have to abuse emotionally or give poor care to or be apathetic toward? Well, the paperwork will show they're doing great like they do at the uh, the VA. Right, exactly. They'll just fake it. Wow, that is something. And and no matter how egregious and heinous their offenses, you won't be able to fire them. Good news is, though, there's never been a better time to become instantly rich if you can come up with a good idea for an Instagram or a YouTube or something or like that. a horrible idea. <laughs> well, a popular idea. All right. Like this guy has. Yeah, Stay right. tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. Texts on 70% of Americans now uh, support Medicare for everyone, which is just universal health care, which is, uh, was something that you couldn't even get started. Only the craziest of socialist lefties who never got uh, you know anywhere advocated that, that 20 years ago. Right. I mean, it was just not non-starter as a conversation. Now it's 70%. Well, people are voting in favor of somebody else can pay for my, my medical care. Cool. Two, thing, two texts I'll point out because we've got a whole bunch. I think the majority of citizens are already on some form of government health care. That is true. It's close to, it's around 70% in your blue states already. So, yeah, you got to look at that. Yeah. And uh, and we also got the text, oh, doctors that can't be fired and you can't sue them, which is a good point. And, um, and somebody said it was the most depressing news they've heard all week long in a week full of really weird news. The siren song of socialism. It's, uh, it's a hit song. It's playing on all the hot stations. Um, it's just, well, it's a siren song. It lures you onto the rocks every single damn time. But people don't look at history. So what are you, what am I going to do? I'm going to listen to a guy farting, apparently. Um, so it's a disgusting word. Uh, I and mean, we have to decide uh, if you we're know, hard fart primary. See, it's funny. The word doesn't bother me at all, but I, I, this story is just, uh, it's childish. So this guy recorded his flatulence. He's a security guard. At a Florida hospital? This I is a he gun. Was a Florida man. You this know, is a gun. Shot. You don't get one. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they tell you when you take your job. Um, it all started when Flart. Oh, he calls himself Paul Flart. That's funny. It's a play on Paul Blart. Uh, that's a classic movie. And as you said earlier. Never he, seen, never will. He looks exactly like you would expect him to look. <laughs> as a security guard who records his flatulence. Yeah, he's a very soft lad with an ill-advised and, and poorly grown mustache. <laughs> but uh, the 31-year-old is poised to turn his flash in the bedpan success into a lucrative brand that can be summed up by his Instagram bio, The Fart Authority. Doug is, yes. It's good to specialize. We have the audio from this that has become very popular. Do we want to play it? He recorded six months worth. Well, for me, that'd be zero because I don't do that. But, (laughs) well, um, I don't know about him. Wow, you walk on a cloud of self righteousness, ironically enough. Uh, Are we going to play some of this? I don't want to play it. I don't don't see that there's any need to. We all know what it sounds like. Right. Uh, let me read this. Of course, to you. we know what a horse sounds like, and we played the clip clop earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. 
Uh, on Wednesday, video compilation of his most... There's some frank terminology here, folks. Oh, man. I'm a Christian man. I, is, I prefer not to go this there. This is but. low brow. I just, oh, it's the lowest. I just think it's kind of interesting on what catches on on uh, you know me, social media today, and you can make money off of. I'm not reading that term. Good. It's just coarse. His most memorable blank blankers earned over 374,000 views after shooting the top of Reddit's R videos for him. What is wrong with you people? followers from all over the world. Why are you spending your time? Can I buy some of your time? It like transcends all languages, Jack. There's no translation necessary. It's just funny, he told Vice News over the phone. For instance, <laughs> yesterday, I don't think I had one spare minute the entire day. Yes. Could I buy the minutes you spent listening to this fat guy flatulate? And use those minutes for something else. For those who can tolerate the nearly two-minute saga of sphincter sirens, it's hard not to start analyzing the different aspects of Flart's gaseous oral output. They range from short and flat zaps like snare drums to long long and sonorous anal bellows. And you're still telling me you don't want to hear it? I don't want to hear it. No. That that was a term I could use compared to that other one. Um... Many in the YouTube comments of this video are drawn in by pure disgust, but report howling with laughter by the time it ends. It's like listening to a romantic audiobook narrated by Terrence and Philip. One commentator, commentator muses a reference to uh, South Park. God, I don't. I'm, I'm not going to do this, but my my eight year old's got a friend over today. Yeah, if I set them up with this this video. They would, they would, they would You'd cry. Be a hero, and I would. They would talk about this for the rest of their. <laughs> they would life. build a statue of you. <laughs> but I'm not going to do this. It. Guy evidently is charming to talk to. He really prides on himself on helping people uh, feel less anxious in the hospital. He moved from third shift patrol to the front desk. Well, good for him. What's that got to do with anything? Uh, during a lull in the shift, Flart had an epiphany. "Quote: The lobby has really great acoustics." And- <laughs> And naturally, we all fart. One day, I ripped a rather nice one and got oh. really good sound from it. So the next time it happened, I recorded it and sent it to my group chat. If you're... His, his friends loved it, which says more about them than him. Good Lord. If you are disgusted by this the way I am, then just realize I'm, I'm on your side. I do not find this funny. Tall. He now has 5,000. Well, I'm sure it's more than that. He has many thousands of Instagram followers. Do you have a, a current oh, f- count? 50,000. 50,000. Great, Scott. Fame, of course, isn't free, and Flart has paid the price. When he arrived to work Thursday morning, he was asked to turn in the badge and uniform that have become iconic set pieces in his fart work. He lived. He uh, got fired? He live, yeah. he live streamed his firing on Instagram. Do we, we have some of that? Or does it include flatulence? No, no, no. This is just him talking okay. to his boss. I'm going live, about to get fired from my job, probably. Let's find out. What's going on? Not much. Listen, we need to talk, man. Yeah. Hold on. There's a bunch of pissed off people here. Okay. Okay. What are you doing? I'm recording, sir. Why are you recording? Because. Take it off. No, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. You're not going to record me wearing that uniform. I'm not recording you, sir. I'm recording me, sir. Okay, you can. Turn it off. That's a good one. Okay. Well, so you're firing me anyway, right? Yes, I am. Yeah, so I'm going to keep... But you need to turn it off. I don't, if you're going to fire me, I'm done. Okay. So I can and just walk out of here right now, and then if that's it... Okay. I mean, if you guys are going to fire me, like, okay. what's... Again, it's come to our attention that you've recorded yourself in our uniform yeah. on the client's property. Never showing any logos or anything, okay. though. You can... I'm not going to argue okay. with that. That's, that's fine. That's an attorney. That's fine. Um, yes, it your, is. Your write-up. Okay. You can read it. And then usually high amount of time. Okay. 
I think 75 times would account as three a second video so it doesn't matter okay. 75 times using something that you knew that you shouldn't be using okay the phone do you wish to sign no okay I mean it's it's irrelevant you know at this point for Let's sure see. okay good luck that's it yep. we're all done here yep that's you, it you we know lost it's the job guys that's it I need the badges please uh yeah sure <laughs> He handled that pretty perfectly from a legal perspective. What you've done, sir, is sullied the name of security guards, overweight security guards with no weapons all across and, America. And poor mes- uh, mustaches. <laughs> yeah, well, you you going to sign this? No. No, I'm not going to sign weak engine. Here's why, and it's great. I'm fired anyway. I mean, what are you going to do to me? Right. Uh, a lot of good stuff. Uh, significantly more relevant than that to come. Disagree. A judge has ordered San Diego to stop ticketing homeless living in vehicles. What's that going to do? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.